Good morning, everyone. I'm recording from my Southside residence that's current. Um, I have relocated due to some domestic disturbances or more, just to jump into another. Um, I want you to listen to this new podcast, um, support this channel. Um, I'm going to try and upload the links to these videos. They are not mine, but they are very conducive to what I am trying to convey, which is it's hard to get real estate when you have people in your life that aren't in the right mind, right uh, state of mind. So we have to really be prayerful out here, but we're going to go ahead and play this. This is the story of the terrifying events of Tatiana Spitzner. Um, she was murdered by her husband or partner. This is on YouTube. I give credit to the fear files uh, and here we go now just a warning this is graphic it is a true story and also um, it's long it's about well it was 24 minutes I guess so that's not too long but um the statistics at the end are alarming and I already knew this but when I was listening to the domestic violence court cases here in Illinois, a lot of these cases were family members against each other. And if you listen to the statistics, excuse me, guys, that was about you. I'm sorry. If you listen to the statistics of this story at the end, it'll say there's a percentage of family members that murder their members. I believe that. It's very sad and unfortunate. Domestic violence is not just a stranger or a mate hitting on you or saying things to you. Violence, I think, sometimes is silent. It's where someone didn't speak to you, but they've rigged up something that brings you discomfort. They've done something that can cause you death, such as messing with tires or um, messing with your brakes. I, that They didn't hit you. Um, causing you to slip and fall, um, making spaces tight when they know you're fat, so you have to scrape and scratch yourself in certain places, um, just making things inconvenient, um, messing up shoes, your work shoes, uh, scratching your glasses, your glass lens, um, maybe tampering with your food. Messing with your living quarters, like making it uncomfortable. Like, you know, you left things here or there that you use every day. You come back, it's not even there. Poking holes in liquids. Like, say you have a cleanser bottle that you spray to keep your tub clean. You come back, it has holes in it, so you can't clean. This seems petty. Another petty thing was your purse. You have a purse and you find that maybe the zipper's ripped or... There's a, a, a knife cut or your shoulder straps are <clears throat> damaged severely because they don't want you to look sharp in public. They want to embarrass you. Now, it seems small, but it means a lot that you have your purse and your personal effects for yourself. Lip gloss damaged or worn to the bottom. Lipstick taken out and scraped maybe across the floor. And then put back in looking worn and torn. Um, all kinds of weird things. Your fan, if you have one, the front is falling off or 
It's taped up. Why is it taped up? Um, there's wires or devices inside of things that you sit on that make you burn or itch or uh, feel warmth or shock um, or electrical currents. So no matter where you sit, you feel burning or hot sensations, not warm, hot sensations that dehydrate you. Or something's constantly vibrating because they don't want you comfortable. They want to interrupt your sleep. Waking you up at night, tugging your feet, pushing at you, doing things that you noticed because you realize you're wondering why you keep waking up. So you start to wake up at that time and just lay still and pretend you're still asleep. And you notice they're touching your feet. They're in and out, bouncing on the bed to wake you. They're out with the next door neighbor and then come in and wake you up. All kinds of things that just disturb your peace because they don't like you. They don't like themselves. Most times drugs are involved. You don't know everyone that's on drugs or steroids. That's the unfortunate part. And this is why I encourage young ladies to be very patient in your 20s and 30s, early 30s, making decisions out here. There are a lot of people that you don't know that well, that you may know of someone that knows of someone that knows that somebody knew that a friend of a friend of a friend. No. No. Be cautious. It's very important. I want to interject in between some of the scenes to give in my input, but I'm going to let it play out. It's only 24 minutes, guys. 24 minutes and 21 seconds. Well, yeah. Um, I've already played a second of it, so um, <clears throat> I'm going to start it now. You guys be blessed. Um, be safe. And again, we're going to jump in and out with real estate. But right now, this is where our heart is. So we're going to go with that. We're going to still have real estate tips. I'm not an agent. I've not been licensed. I did take the test. Uh, there was, again, a lot of domestic stuff going on. It didn't do well. Um, I'm still kind of in the storm, so I'm working on it. But we want to be prayerful. It's not just a woman thing either. This is universal. It can be children. It can be adults, either sex, gay, straight, um, rich, poor, geolo geology doesn't, ge ge um, let's see. A geological location, where you're located, doesn't matter. Skinny, fat, rich, poor, nothing matters. Anyone can be a victim. Anyone. Okay? So we can get into all the details of who, why, when, where, why, who wants to put the blame where. We're not. You can definitely listen to this. Share it. It's all for... <clears throat> the betterment of the community. So here we go. Be blessed. You don't exactly think of murder when someone mentions a birthday celebration. Yes, 
a joyous occasion that usually comes with laughter, drinks, and of course, cake. But it could end in a very, very disturbing way. Welcome to Fear Files, where we discuss and dissect the most mysterious, terrifying and mind-bending cases from all over the world. It was supposed to be a fun night out for a couple and some of their friends. But as it turns out, nothing is as it seems. Sit back, relax and keep your ears open as we talk about the tragic case of Tatiana Spitzner. hope you packed your bags because we're off to Brazil. Yes, the home of fantastic football, or as most of us call it soccer, crazy carnivals, in a good way of course, phenomenal food and overall good vibes. Yes, Brazil is considered one of the most beautiful countries in the world. But as we all know, everything has a bad side directly proportional to the good. While murder rates have been going down significantly in Brazil, which is a wonderful thing, another problem has emerged. Femicide. This means the killing of a woman as a result of domestic violence. Unfortunately, it's on the rise, according to a report published in 2019 by the Brazilian Public Security Forum. But this isn't happening in just one place. According to the World Health Organization, One in three women worldwide have been subjected to violence by their partner in their lifetime. Fortunately, most women managed to recover from the abuse, but Tatiana Spitzner was not so lucky. Tatiana Spitzner, aged 29, was a successful lawyer who lived in Guarapuava, a city with a population of 182,644 located in the mid-south of the Parana state in Brazil. It is also known as the largest municipality in that state by area. She and her spouse, Luis Philippe Manweiler, have been married for a little over five years. Aged 32, Luis was a university biology lecturer and an avid proponent of a healthy lifestyle, being involved in different physical activities on which he placed a high degree of importance. The two met in early 2013, and right after laying his eyes on her, Louis Philippe fell in love. He asked beautiful Tatiana out in August the same year. As time went on, the two developed feelings for each other, and they decided to take the next step in their relationship. On November the 15th, according to Louis Philippe's statement, he asked for her hand in marriage, and the two got engaged. The couple seemed to be clicking so well, and that's why the engagement lasted only a little over two weeks. On December the 3rd, 2013, the two lovebirds got married and exchanged rings in Guarapuava. It was the happiest day of their lives. Luis Philippe vowed to take care of his wife and provide for her as long as he lived. But as we all know, vows are sometimes broken, unfortunately. It was Louis Philippe's birthday when tragedy struck. On a day which was supposed to be filled with laughter and positive energy, the two got into a fight. The entire argument started 
when Tatiana was a couple of minutes late coming home. Her husband was waiting for her, all dressed up, because they were about to meet some friends at a local restaurant. His wife went to a nail appointment, wanting to look her best for her husband, and it took longer than expected. The volatile character of Louise-Philippe made an appearance right when Tatiana came through the door. He started the argument, saying that she was late and they had to be there already. Publicly, Manvila was regarded as a cultured and educated man, but it would seem that he was somewhat distant. Unlike Tatiana, his wife, who had a large group of friends and numerous family, the university professor was the total opposite. No one in Guarapuava knew much about his past life. It's only known that he had a brother and a sister. His father died a couple of years before 2018 and his mother was battling cancer. According to businessman Marcelo Virtuoso, aged 35, owner of Uplay Fitness Gym in Guarapuava, Luis Philippe would go to the gym, greet people, train and leave. Quote, he wouldn't talk to anyone. Manvila was truly passionate about physical growth. Quote, from the beginning of the year until now, he's gotten really big, Virtuoso said. The police even found a large stash of anabolic steroids in the couple's apartment. Many people speculate that his bursts of aggression and short temper could have been a side effect of the illegal supplements he was taking. Psychiatrist Adriano Sigal from the endocrinology clinic at Hospital das Clinicas states that, quote, the use of steroids can lead to psychiatric disorders, irritability, and also to transient testicular atrophy. By increasing his testosterone levels, it was harder for him to control his anger. Of course, this isn't by any means an excuse for what was about to happen. The couple eventually arrived at the restaurant, where Tatiana's friends were waiting for them. They all wished Louis Philippe a happy birthday, and it seemed that the waters cooled and they would have a good time. According to the perpetrator's statement, they both drank that night and they both got a little bit tipsy. Other reports say another fight broke out between the two when Tatiana found supposed evidence of her husband talking to another woman on Instagram. But Louis Philippe said in his defence that when they got there, he posted a story on his Instagram account telling his followers that it was his birthday. Then he received several messages from his online friends, including some coming from different women. Even though he accused his wife of being jealous, every story has two sides. Let's talk about Tatiana for a second. One of her closest friends, Juliana Santos, aged 35, came out publicly saying that Luis Philippe was the jealous one, resorting even to physical violence. Quote, Tati was very reserved with personal matters, but with me, she opened up. The first time she complained about Louis Philippe, she said that his jealousy bothered her, Julianne told the police after the tragedy took place. At the time when Louis Philippe's jealousy started to intensify, Tatiana was living with her husband in Germany, where he was taking a graduate course. It's not clear why he started acting so possessive towards his wife, but one thing was clear. Their relationship started to fall apart. Because of the distance between them, Tatiana and her friend didn't talk too much, and they drifted apart. But as soon as the couple returned to Guarapuava, they resumed contact. Quote, Tati called me in November to congratulate me on my birthday, 
and she already wanted to meet me for coffee. At that point, the complaints became more incisive. She even talked about divorce because she was so scared. But the bureaucracy that comes with it made Tatiana dismiss the idea, her friend told the police. On March the 8th, International Women's Day, Tati and Ju met in the gym and arranged another outing over coffee. Quote, things were becoming more serious, says Julianne. Quote, she opened up. She said that Louis Philippe was treating her very badly, demeaning her in front of the others, doing everything to contradict her, and even said that he got to the point of hating her. Everyone that was interviewed in Guarapuava, including those not so close, said that Tatiana was, quote, a person without any evil inside of her, the kind that trusted others and saw the good in everything. You could tell the most incredible story and she would believe you. Tati was cheerful. She loved parties, trips, friends. So much so that on the day it all happened, those closest to her knew with certainty that it wasn't a case of suicide. But what exactly did happen between Tatiana and Louis Philippe? Let's dive deeper into the case. After the party that turned into an argument between the two, the two headed towards Golden Gate Building in downtown Guarapuava, where the two had had their apartment. Security cameras in the city centre where they resided captured a detailed account of the incident. It all begins with a vehicle pulling up outside the building. Several images showcase the brutality of the university professor as he slapped his wife several times across the face. This all happened even before they could leave the vehicle. Tatiana tried desperately to fight him off, but his brute strength was obviously too much for the 29-year-old lawyer. But it didn't end there. The husband continued to torment Tatiana even after they got out of the car. The sickening display of violence continued in the underground park of their building. The brute battered her without remorse, overpowering her every attempt she tried to run away through the parking lot, but the man chased her down and grabbed hold of Tatiana, hitting her again and again. She somehow managed to escape and ran towards the elevator. CCTV images show a desperate Tatiana running for her life. She was chased yet again by her husband. The woman managed to get into the elevator first and frantically pushed the button so that the door would close and she would be safe. Unfortunately for her, that didn't happen. Louis Philippe managed to outrun the closing mechanism of the elevator door and got inside, where Tatiana was in the corner, fearful for her life. After the doors closed, the elevator started going up and it seemed that her husband calmed down. That is, until the doors opened yet again. Tatiana ran for the exit but was stopped in her tracks. Her husband laid his hands on her and pulled the young lawyer inside, not letting her escape. The shocking images show the lengths that Tatiana went to for her life to be out of harm's way. But the strength of the steroid-using strongman was too much for her. He swung her across the metal walls, hitting her head and making her fall to the floor. Those were the last images found when Tatiana was breathing. Soon after the brutality that went on in the elevator, the two got out the door and went inside their apartment. It's not clear exactly what happened there. The outcome was horrible. It seemed that about 15 minutes had passed since they left the elevator. 
we can only imagine the brutality that took place behind closed doors. Other CCTV footage taken from the cameras outside the building, right in front of the entrance, shows a body dropping on the pavement, right there on the sidewalk. The images are so brutal that they have been blurred. But the most shocking thing was about to happen. Not knowing what to do and fearing the consequences of his actions, Louis Philippe leaves his apartment. He goes down, exits the building, and then takes the corpse from the sidewalk, carrying it inside. He was hoping that no one had seen the gruesome scene. Next, the murderer is seen taking Tatiana's body into the elevator, putting her down on the floor, and then raising his hands in a gesture that expresses remorse and shock. But this was all, of course, done for the cameras. After he arrives at his floor, Louis Philippe takes the body out of the elevator before coming back with a rag and stops to wipe what seems to be blood from the walls and the floor. These scenes are more shocking when you take into account the ease with which he cleaned his tracks. After all of this, the aggressor tried to escape by coming back down and getting his car. Louis Philippe drove away from where it all happened, but was soon found by the police after several residents called to report seeing a man picking up a victim's body from the pavement. One witness even recounted hearing the husband shouting, quote, My love, wake up! The murderer drove a long distance of 185 miles, or 300 kilometres, from his apartment complex. He was found so quickly only because he crashed his car on the motorway. Louis Philippe, when asked why he ran away, said that he fled the scene because he was, quote, too disturbed by the images of his wife jumping off of the balcony. According to the report, there was no evidence of any chemical reaction that took place in Tatiana's body prior to her falling to her death. No traces of adrenaline or cortisol were present which would indicate fear or awareness of plummeting to the ground. Experts say that the young woman was already dead when she hit the pavement. She also had high alcohol content in her blood, which was normal taking into consideration that they had come home from a birthday celebration. The lawyer also suffered multiple fractures to the rest of her body, consistent with a 40-foot drop onto concrete pavement. Upon further investigation, the imprints of a pair of hands were discovered on her throat. Her hyoid bone, located at the front of her neck, was fractured. This injury is commonly associated with strangulation, further strengthening the theory which said Tatiana was already dead prior to falling on the pavement. Criminal prosecutor Diana Rampazzo also gave the following statement, quote, our investigation proves that the victim was killed inside the apartment by asphyxiation and her body was thrown over the balcony of the apartment. We believe the accused then took the elevator to the ground floor and collected Tatiana's body, taking it back up to the apartment in the elevator. A harrowing account of the events leading up to the lawyer's murder paints a vivid picture of the spousal violence she endured. Close friends of the woman alleged she disclosed that she was afraid of her husband, whom she accused of mistreating her, and that she wanted a divorce. These claims were seen in a series of messages sent months before her death. The husband's defence counsel, on the other hand, maintained that the pair had a happy relationship. 
but this was far from a happy relationship. Other sources among Tatiana's friends said the following, quote, Tati complained to me one day that she and Louise Philippe hadn't had sex for over a month. The WhatsApp conversations between the two friends provided a clear picture of the type of relationship Tatiana was in. Quote, we started talking a lot. She told me everything. She said that Louise Philippe didn't look for her in bed. She tried to get closer, but he pushed her away and said he was disgusted by her. This doesn't seem like a healthy relationship to us by any means. Other facts about the mistreating of Tatiana would come to surface after a thorough investigation took place. According to reports made by witnesses and contained in the deputy's complaint, the victim's husband used to call her humiliating nicknames such as albino dung for her skin colour. Besides, he would also destroy Tatiana's clothing if he didn't like it. He had to approve in order for her to wear anything new. Manviola practiced all forms of violence against Tatiana Spitzner. The suspect did not help her with any of the housework, not even to carry the groceries. Also, when she requested that they would hire someone to come and clean the house regularly, once a week, he refused, telling her that she has to be the one that does it. Tatiana was also prevented by Manviola from using her own money, which she'd earned by working as a lawyer. If she would buy clothes, Louise Philippe would have to agree, but if she did buy something without him knowing, the second he would find out about it, he would tear the piece of clothing and throw it away. Following the events that took place in July 2018, Louise Philippe Manviola was sentenced to 30 years in prison for murder, a crime that many would classify as femicide. In addition to the initial sentence received after ending his wife's life, Louise Philippe was also convicted of procedural fraud, which increased his sentence by one year, nine months and 18 days. He has been detained in the industrial penitentiary of Guarapuava since then. The trial lasted seven days and the conviction was made by a jury formed entirely of men. During the trial, he even apologised to the victim's family for the assaults, but continued to deny the murder saying that his wife jumped on her own from the balcony, committing suicide. Even though all the evidence found points towards the opposite direction. The lawyer, Claudio Dalladone, who defended Luis Philippe Manviola, said the decision was, quote, clearly contrary to the evidence of the case and that the defence will appeal and seek the annulment of the jury. This did not happen. The lawyer defending Tatiana Spitzner's family Gustavo Scandalari said that he considers the result a milestone in the fight against femicide. Scandalari pointed out, quote, The sentence of conviction is a satisfaction to the family. It is a clear message from the Guarapuavan society and all Brazilian citizens against gender violence and all forms of domestic violence. The jurors clearly understood that it was a case of conviction based on a lot of evidence. The judiciary has signed a proportional fair penalty and it will be registered to motivate more and more actions to encourage people to report cases of violence against women. After the trial and the horrific death of the young lawyer, her sister Luana Spitzner created an Instagram page called Todos por Tatiana, meaning everyone for Tatiana. 
She created this profile to bring awareness towards femicide, a phenomenon that continues to grow in Brazil and throughout the entire world. Luana's page managed to gather over 60,000 followers that believe in ending the violence against women. We believe that any cause worth spreading awareness for must be talked about. So in honor of Tatiana, we prepare some facts that shed light on how serious the situation is and some advice on how we can try and stop it. Most violence against women is perpetrated by current or former husbands or intimate partners. More than 640 million women aged 15 and older have been subjected to intimate partner violence. 26% of women were aged 15 and older. Of those who have been in a relationship, almost one in four adolescent girls aged 15 to 19, that's 24%, have experienced physical and or sexual violence from an intimate partner or husband. 16% of young women aged 15 to 24 experience this violence in the past 12 months. In 2018, an estimated one in seven women had experienced physical and or sexual violence from an intimate partner or husband in the last 12 months. 13% of these women were aged 15 to 49. These numbers do not reflect the impact of the COVID-19 pandemic which has increased risk factors for violence against women. 137 women are killed by a member of their family every day. It's estimated that 87,000 women who were intentionally killed in 2017 globally, more than half, which is 50,000 of them, were killed by intimate partners or family members. More than a third, 30,000 of the women intentionally killed in 2017 were killed by their current or former intimate partner. Tatiana talked to her friends about the ways in which her husband would treat her. They all listened, but never really understood what was going on. Tatiana's cry for help was ignored even by the people who cared about her the most. If they had taken a stand against Louise Philippe, and if they had talked with a more capable authority, well, perhaps Tatiana would still be alive right now. We must remember that Tatiana did everything she could to escape with her life. That wasn't enough. She needed help, and so do many other women around the world. Don't be afraid to ask questions, and don't be afraid to speak up. We like our videos to be not just interesting, but also educational. In this crazy world we live in, if you have a chance to spread a positive message out there, no matter the means, and help someone in need, then why not do it? Comment down below if you or someone you know has been through a similar situation. Let's spread awareness as much as we can and don't be afraid to speak up. We're all here for each other. If you enjoyed the video, don't forget to give it a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel. Also, click that notification bell so you can get updated each time we post another case. Is there one you'd be interested in seeing? Write it in the comments below. And until next time, stay safe and keep your eyes peeled. You never know what's lurking in the shadows. Okay guys, so um, 
that is that story. Uh, again, I have a lot to say about that. It's very shocking, the statistics. But um, just from the beginning, a lot of people have been born into some dysfunction. Uh, probably all of them, all of the world. All of the world have some type of dysfunction. And it's just unfortunate that, again, people go by eyesight. He's handsome. He's, you know, and she's, oh, she's so cute. You cannot be uh, making decisions based on looks. We do this all the time due to society. And uh, especially you young girls. Yes, you're beautiful. You're brand new. Yes, they like you. Yes, you're attractive. But you have to be careful because even those, for whatever reason, now, Again, why would you get married to someone? Yes? I'm not dressed. I don't have any clothes for church. I can look, though. I'll look around and see if I can see some clothes. The clothes aren't clean. I have to clean them. So we're going to, uh, that's a prime example. So we're going to, uh, yeah, why would you marry this young girl at 24? And then decide that you don't like her and you want to kill her. Well, the, again, drugs came into play. Uh, there were steroids. Okay. There were steroids and that would cause an issue. Um, drug use, um, mental problems. Sometimes drug use cause uh, different types of, um, that's my domestic issue right currently. They don't care what's going on. They always have to. They could have asked me this yesterday, earlier. They just like to interrupt me. That's why I don't do these because I don't have a good location, guys. But we're working on it. So, um, um, yes. So you you want to um, be very cautious when making these life changing decisions, having children, um, getting married, uh, making major purchases with another. Uh, and the strange part is, um, um, no one knew about him in this new place. So he was free to just do whatever. Uh, no one really knew his background. Uh, so the people that probably knew his background, uh, he left that scene most likely. But again, came to a whole nother scenario just to victimize and murder. So you got married to this young girl. She's beautiful. She has everything to offer. She's most likely trying to please you. And age doesn't matter here. I'm just saying she's young. Um, and all you can do is... Treat her poorly. Again, drugs are in play. Why are you taking these drugs? Why? So, um, clearly, there's an issue there. And i like to get more into that. But I'm going to jump into my own scenario right now. Years ago, um, I personally uh, prayed for one of my relatives to come to Chicago. Paternal. Paternal, whatever. Someone I popped out of. Okay. Um... <clears throat> one of them. I'd already had issues with one since I was really little. Okay. So the other prayed at 18. Oh God, I like to know. Big major mistake. This person has been held on wheels. They have mental, emotional, social, all kinds of problems. Okay. You can't control that. So now the two of them are targeting me as if they want me to kill myself or get into something where I get hurt and they collect money. I'm so serious. I do not understand the disrespect, the disregard, and the total blatant, uh, just total royal, just garbage. 
everywhere. Now, so here they're going through these drug programs. Um, they land in this one church. That church kind of closed down. They graduate to this rehabilitated monster on wheels with long hair, sometimes in a dress, <clears throat> that can't keep a relationship because they're too manly and prideful and nasty. And again, I don't know what these people have suffered, but it had to be horrific and traumatizing because they're making all the wrong decisions and they're mad at me. Um, so he, this person is going through these programs. They get latched up with some more dysfunctional monsters that call themselves pastors and they want me to jump in. I, I had already a bad experience before I even met the people. I'm visiting while they're in this halfway house or whatever. They become a leader. Panties in a bunch. I visit, every time I visit, this leader is panties in a bunch, and they're attacking me. This parent stands by, I'm in my 20s, early 20s. This parent stands by and watches them just brutally annihilate me in front of people. No physical, but verbal, nasty, prideful behavior. Nothing. Like a little puppy. Still to this day, same puppy. Uh, invited me a few years ago to some events with this leader and this leader decides to give me this bag they shoved it to me now I've been in a background all my life because of some <clears throat> earlier childhood trauma or issues thanks to the other parent and um, just no shine but I knew I shined but I knew it wasn't my time to shine so I was cool in the back um, they invite the other parent invites me to this thing with this leader and this leader decides that they're going to be mean because this parent is probably mean. People have problems, guys. So this parent is there cahooting with this leader because schizophrenia is real. They're pretending that I have a problem. He has, she has made this situation a big, massive snowball everywhere they go. That I'm up to something. I don't like them. They need to destroy me. I don't know what ghetto mess is going on. But I've noticed that these people never received me. On either side. There's always a conflict. Always a problem. Vera must go. My name is LaVera Nishay by the way. So <clears throat> I'm young. I'm like I don't get it. So they invite me to this. I'm having a baby. They invite me to this big old thing. No one's going with me because both sides have decided no one wants to support her. Just nasty. Just nasty. No reason I haven't done anything to anyone that merits this mess. So being young, I'm on my own. Okay. I go to this event at the parents' recommendation. I get there. They're throwing all these beautiful bags of clothes for the baby to me. Oh, my God. I'm like, I'm so excited. Oh. And when it gets real good. This leader decides they're going to walk back up and go, oh, these are so pretty. I'm going to give these to my God baby Ooh, and snatch them and took them away. Didn't stop there. I've had several different events that I would attend over the years um, and just be forgiving. People are crazy. Nothing you can do about it. Sat there, act like they couldn't see me. They didn't know me. I wasn't important. Um... They couldn't acknowledge me because, and guess who sits right by like a little puppy? The parent. As if, yeah, that's what you get. So, why today, while I'm on my podcast, would you come up 
to the door and ask me to go and be abused anymore. We've had this conversation. I worked for a major company using my voice, made a lot of money. And um, the people there were jealous. Uh, they, I performed very well and they were just nasty looking for something once again to just penalize me for. So they found a few things, ran with it and kind of started analyzing all my calls, trying to go through the, the procedure and um, just started pulling out silly stuff like me belching or me uh, stuttering on a call or because, you know, people just walk up to you and start talking while you're on the phone. You kind of try and talk to the person and the customer. And you might stutter. Excuse me, going by. Uh, no, no, nope. You don't have room for that. So I'm like, what is going on, right? So they took all of that and put it together and said, you know, we don't like you. I'm sorry. Uh, we don't think you're performing well. You need to sign some documents. I'm like, I'm not signing anything. So they came to me again. We we don't, you know. And I'm like, these are bogus. This is stupid. And they're like, well, what they were doing was freezing all the, the the bonuses, and um. They did not want anyone to say anything. The call center manager and the uh, one best friend that was a supervisor. And I mean, every quarter or whatever, they would freeze all the, the scores or the performances and um, direct the bonuses to who they wanted. And I was like, I need my money and I know I perform well. So they just started pulling out any little thing to kind of have crazy going on. So um, I've reapplied, reapplied, reapplied. I'm assuming I'm not rehirable. I'm on that boo-boo list, the HR. Um, someone said, just call back and talk to them and see what's what. Because I've seen people walked out uh, screaming. And, um, you know, they were rehired. I did so well. So people have always targeted me. They just pull me out and go, hmm, you know. Um, so for whatever reason, um, that happens in the family. So today they ask me, knowing I'm not interested, am I going to go? Again, if Comcast has told me don't come back, why would I keep reapplying without any correction on their side? Can I correct these people? No. Am I going to try? No. So that clearly means this person is on warpath. They've been talking to this monster, this leader, and now they want to start something. Now what I can do is record it for you. So if I go today, I'm going to record the entire thing so you all can hear the foolishness. Okay? So God bless you guys. Um, I will have an update. I'm real. I, I'm not. Uh, listen. This is real life. Um, I'm not here to fake and pretend that I personally do not have any things going on. And the job is slow. I just got out of the one domestic issue just to jump into this with a relative with the same personal problems as the guy I left. Exactly. Different faces, different ages, same problems. Low self-esteem, no direction, listening to fools. Just sad. Okay, we have to bring up our vib vibrations, guys. We have to keep our spirits up. We have to keep our energies up. We have to protect ourselves. But if you want, I will sit in on this and let you guys uh, listen in. Um, but here you go. Uh, that's probably what I'll do. God bless. Bye now.